Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Jess, hello, first and foremost. Hello. Hello, everybody else. Uh, back. Welcome back to All Marketing School, I should say, before I, I literally address Jess. I'm going to ask a question to Jess and everybody listening. Hello, dear listener. We missed you. It's been a week, so we already missed you. Um, do you know of, Jess, the SNL sketch with Jim Carrey with What is Love? Um, I really wish I could say yes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I promise this is not a test. This is not like, in order to be able to do this, you need to say yes to that. Otherwise, we're done. And thank you for listening to the podcast. It's been great. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> this was a great episode brought to you by... Okay. No, the reason why I'm asking, and don't worry, you can get educated or desperately try to find it on YouTube later. I will put the link in the show notes, but whenever I say it, then I realize that SNL sketches get, get removed quite often. So you might find it, but you might not. They actually put it up and remove it quite quickly. What it is, is what we were doing right before we went on air, which is the little move, which podcast is an audio medium, but if you've seen the SNL sketch, you'll know that the little head bob. What is love? And that's, I can't sing anymore. <laughs> Copyright. 
Um, and it's absolutely brilliant. It's a so funny sketch and um, it's very much like my millennial age sort of uh, sense of humor. So I recommend you try and scout it if you find it out. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so welcome, everyone. Okay, we started with that. We started with a bit of a head bob. Now, um, Jess is here with us today. So I'm going to let her introduce herself because she is going to join us i'm not gonna say replace because it's never a case of replacing everybody's uniquely beautiful but join us for our monthly version of what we all knew as our weekly you know social media recaps and such so as we shift uh, shifted shuffled and shifted a couple of things uh we got a little jazz in the house and uh, she's gonna be chatting together a couple of things that we found out that happened in the social media world which constantly changes since it's your first time here and i already tested you I thought it would be only fair to give you the stage to introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so my name's Jess. I am a social media coach and strategist and I work with small business, small businesses, creative small businesses. So I work with artists and makers and micro entrepreneurs to help them do the whole social media thing without burning out sounds like something we all need a bit more of whoop so yeah <laughs> oh yeah tell, tell me about it which is also how how our paths crossed and then we just had a chat and I was like you know what I think we could have longer chats about semi-serious conversations around Twitter potentially and Instagram so let's give it a try let's see, let's see what happens that's what we're doing here today this is a beautiful experiment that you dear listener are joining us with and um which was four things this for this month that I actually loved or they kind of stood out for me and the first one as an old geriatric person joking I'm joking please please don't don't hit me it's actually about nfts <laughs> because I still I needed I think it was a, a cross between a meme and a cartoon to actually explain to me exactly what nft was at the beginning and um, it has this moment on Twitter. So that is where it first on social started appearing properly, even if it was already on the web for a while. And then there were a couple of instances around, but it didn't really uh, appear or stick as much on other platforms until a couple of days ago, Instagram launched its initial test of NFT display option, which obviously means it's also going to come on Facebook as well. And I just find it interesting because obviously it means that we're looking at creators actually being able to sell and display NFT on the platform, which also means we're adding an extra layer of marketplace onto Instagram. Mm. And I just want to hear your opinion on it because, as I said, my knowledge is very limited and I completely own that. But also I find it interesting that Instagram is still somehow kind of like not changing the goalpost, but slightly adjusting it. And I thought we kind of knew where it was going, but it's interesting that it got the shiny object syndrome with NFTs and see where it goes. What What's your thoughts? What's your thoughts? I hate it. <laughs> Thank you I for joining us. I hate it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. Oh, oh Marketing School. It's been nice. Bye. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. I want to hear more. It's another thing. So in, last year, Instagram put out a statement saying they're really focusing on shopping. They're really focusing on making shopping a thing. And it's been about a year and I still haven't bought anything from Instagram. Have you ever bought anything from Instagram directly through the shop? Absolutely not. I will even say, yeah, even rarely have gone into a website from it. This is how bad I am. 
Yeah, same. It takes a lot for me to be, as a consumer, to be directed off the app. If I'm on Instagram, I'm on there and I want to sit and I want to scroll, it takes a lot for me to actually purchase something. If I do purchase something, it's usually through an Instagram story, so a service-based provider is talking about something and I'll click the link. That that has been a, the way that I've purchased things. The NFT world is... is I'm, I've got my Google uh, notifications on for NFTs and Web3. Because <laughs> I'm trying to learn Web3 marketing, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, it's great. I'm glad Instagram and Facebook is moving towards adding this as an option. But it's just another thing. And it brings you back to the question of what is Instagram trying to achieve? Who do they want to be on the app? Like, I'm speaking for myself, but I've never bought anything through shopping. I don't think I'm going to be shopping for NFTs on Instagram. I don't know though maybe I will like I, I'm I'm all about moving with the times and my strategy my social media strategy personally has changed a lot in the last year because of the way that apps are developing but I don't know like I don't like I'm so confused about what NFTs are like I don't know how I'm going to release my own what would it be <laughs> that's my stance You've mentioned something very interesting in there, actually, which I want to pick on just because I think it's a reminder of of the platform change. Again, changing its goalpost a lot is that that old meme, which we even jumped on, of what we do whenever we see Adam Mosseri going live or going on Twitter or a video. You're like, oh, my God, what's happening next? That's kind of the vibe. And you mentioned something when it came to the fact that Instagram is one of those apps that really keeps you inside the app. And actually, you would argue that a year ago, before LinkedIn Bio was available, not LinkedIn Bio, sorry, before LinkedIn Stories was available for everyone with the stickers, most people couldn't get out of Instagram unless it was the LinkedIn Bio. So if you go on Pinterest, personally, that's me. We actually bought one thing officially from Pinterest. It wasn't NFTs because NFTs are not on Pinterest. Yeah, <laughs> But we bought... Uh, I'm going to do a bit of promotion. We're not sponsored, but if they want to sponsor us, I don't remember the name, so it's not helpful, but it's um, like a Brita style water filter that has um, refillable filters. So you actually kind of like quarter, like reduce the Ugh, which is great. I need that. It's really cool. I'll find the name afterwards. Am I putting the show notes? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, we saw a few times I showed it to my husband and we were like, you know what, let's get it because actually make what sense. And Pinterest is all about clicking through if there's something that is interesting enough that you want to buy. And that's the intent, the user intent, which we talk about in the certification as well. I understand that. But as a platform that for such a long time has told us, no, you stay within the app and this is where you live. When you're trying to push me outside in some ways or when you're trying to push me to do something that I'm not used to, especially, as you say, with the checkouts and everything within the app, I think there's an element of a different type of trust you're asking your user to tap into you know, put in your credit details. Oh my God, is another place I need to put my payment details on. It's effort. And we need to remember that as humans, we're beautiful, but also we're a tiny bit lazy. Um, so I find that that's where I'm coming as well. As you say, there's also an understanding a bit like the metaverse of the general user and audiences are still very new to the concept. So it's good to be jumping on it, but also without an education from the platforms, if you're relying on, ourselves and we are in the world of social and, and marketing so god damn it we're doing our research and even we are falling a bit behind because we're doing so many other things so you know that's that's i agree with what you said and to top it off i'm also wondering whether 
without a bit more education from the platform just to understand really what it means for some of the users and how the creators, especially because apparently it's aimed at creators, can use that. It might be a slow burn. It might be just like shopping, as you said, is there. But are the users really ready for it? I genuinely don't know. And I'm just worried we're going to change the goalpost again in two weeks and something else is going to happen and we're going to lose track of that as well. Rant over. <laughs> Not 100%. I agree with you. I think I'm scared that Instagram is going to come out with the NFTs and they're instantly going to lose their cool. Like uh, on TikTok ages ago, there was this word called chuggy going around and chuggy meant not cool, like really over it. You know, like when you say a slang word and then your mum says it back to you, like you can't say that. <laughs> Am I going to be I'm that person? That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Am I gonna when be you that- say I've got an NFT on Instagram, they're like, oh. <laughs> so we also get a side of of like, like gen z slang which i'm massively appreciating right now because it's something that sometimes i use just to be annoying and so thank you so much for telling me something new today Chuggy. i love the word i love words i love words so now i'm gonna ask another question about uh, this is not even a feature so i was gonna say whether this is gonna be chuggy but it's not even a feature it's not even something that's gonna be cool or not it's just Again, going back to Instagram, we're just going to do one more little stint on this because it's interesting. Probably over the next couple of weeks, by the time you listen to this, you might start seeing it. TechCrunch actually reported a couple of weeks ago again that Instagram is testing a new full screen variation of the feed, which obviously makes the feed more like TikTok because why not? I mean, since we're literally taking a leaf out of it pretty much for everything, why don't we do it also for that again? This was actually tested in March. So we talked about it before and we saw it before. And the interesting thing was that obviously because reels are one of the biggest things that the platform is trying to push, it really upped the consumption of reels in the feed. Now, my my thinking is, is interesting. But also my question is, how will this work when it comes to the combination of having this new feed, which obviously kind of makes redundant a lot of the, of the square photos, which we knew were becoming redundant, but also the feed that is quite hybrid already in general, because obviously there's a lot more push for people that you don't follow, for the explore. It's almost like, and also there is, we should say, the following option now, which can help. But I still find that personally, again, another thing we talk about, another feature that is there, but I never used it, sadly. I haven't gone to the favorites. I haven't gone to the following as much because I'm just, again, we're inherently lazy. So I find it is really clever, but I also am not sure how this is going to work and if it's just a way to really push people to stop doing anything else but uh, but reels and is this really going to be a bit of the detriment for the platform i know you actually talked about and then i'll let you i'll let you chat but just because i know you talked about in one of your videos how or actually one of your posts how reels and tiktoks are slightly different in their intent and i think it's really clever so i think it all combines together sadly i just can't see how it's going to be actually positive when it comes from us from a user perspective if not confusing it's so confusing it's so confusing tiktok sorry instagram is really clunky compared to tiktok which is a smooth user experience with tick with instagram they the tab at the top where you can switch to your favorite so who you're following so it's more like the chronological theme is so it's not easy on the eye to find so when you open the app you it doesn't it doesn't open on your preference. It still opens in the algorithmic view. So no, 
none of my clients are doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm just still on the same old feed. Now I've got two clients at the moment who have got the updated app and they say they hate it. They say they hate it. It's making Instagram really like boring and like confusing. And if you do post a, say you post a square image, when you post it above and below, they've blurred, they've made a gradient on top of your asset, which is so like, so bad for creatives. Like we didn't want, that's not part of my thing. And also it makes captions pretty irrelevant. Like captions are gone. When I looked at the new, the new scroll, you can only see about eight words and you can't see the whole caption. So what is the point of captions, which was a huge part um, a few months ago, I was seeing how people, instead of using hashtags, they were adding keywords because hashtags are becoming kind of irrelevant. But now if the caption doesn't even mean a thing, do you need, why don't we just put keywords and focus on the content? It, it's a minefield on Instagram at the moment. The fact that they might be even removing stories and adding it into the into the scroll. I'm not going to lie. Stories have been my bread and butter. Like I grew my business on Instagram stories. And now I am changing my strategy for June, for May and June, I'm just directing people to my mailing list completely. I've grown it to about 500, which is really, I'm really happy with because I've only been doing it, focusing on it for like a year, but I'm push. I want to have at least a thousand. I need to double that because you can't keep all your eggs in a social media basket because they are all changing and they are all dying. <laughs> and I don't think Instagram is going to be, if it's moving towards shopping and moving towards like more product-based providers, I don't think my offer is going to be very strong on there like it has been. So I don't like it. <laughs> I sense a theme here. I sense the theme. We like people with strong opinions. That's why we have hats, which they will come back. Um, even if I know like there the were a special thing for me and Becca, but I still wear the hats sometimes. So your cynical hat, that's what they are. I'm going to put it back on for me. And I'm going to say that for me, it's almost there's a bit of irony in Instagram, again, incorporating stories, which means kind of removing them from their place, which again, doesn't mean they're going to be more prominent. It means they're going to confuse people. And then TikTok trying to actually add stories into their strategy. I'm like, lol, guys, I mean, we're doing like a bit of a, of a, 180 there which is interesting um but as you said I think it is it would be a real shame to actually lose that as an avenue because that the element of the interactiveness the engagement is really what makes it quite strong I am genuinely interested in a way okay this is gonna sound bad I'm interested and relieved if captions were to not be as essential anymore mainly because I actually enjoy writing almost the same content maybe a bit different but usually I'd rather like write it on LinkedIn or Twitter so for me like I don't care as much for images there depending on what I'm doing or videos they have their place but they're not the only way in there the caption makes a lot more sense or the text makes a lot more sense so in a way and this is the lazy version so just, just to explain how sometimes even marketers brains need a bit of a break I'm like well if it literally turns into TikTok then I might as well think about some of the talking heads content that I create, make sure that I create really good talking heads content and then just kind of produce it in a different platforms. It actually makes my life easier. It saves me a lot of time. I can jump on a trend if I want to, but I don't have to worry about it too much. So I'm trying to see the positive so that people don't go at the end of this podcast crying and be like, is the social media is dead? We're all gone. No, 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 it's not dead. It's 
all social media is dying, but we have they have a long lifespan. So don't worry, I'm staying on Instagram. I'm 100% sure that Instagram is when it has a big update, it just kind of has a little roller coaster ride, engagement plummets, and then everyone cries about it, and everybody gets used to it, and everybody loves it again, hopefully. So that we're just in this like rocky part of the roller coaster right now. That's it. That's it. <laughs> like we just we're just saying that to ourselves, but it's true. And actually, I love that you mentioned that. What I'm going to take also on that point as a reminder is that if you then make it work for you in a way that maybe you see some of these as positives, even if it is genuinely, you actually simplify your content. So Instagram doesn't have 17 different formats you need to worry about, 70 different type of things you need to post. Then you can focus, as you say, more on the other assets that are outside of social that you redirect people to. And you actually can put a bit more intention into the different places that you show up and have more time for engagement. I genuinely, one of the things that I struggle with, what I wanted to ask you about, and maybe it's just, again, a phase, like my personal phase of, of, of ups and downs, but I'm a lot more interactive and engaging on places like Twitter and LinkedIn than I am on Instagram right now. I just really struggle to engage with a lot of the content and I even haven't got the new feed, so I don't know how that's going to work. Stories is not a problem, actually. I feel quite natural around it and I don't know if this is literally the reason, Instagram may be, may be seeing that this type of content gets a lot of engagement and they try to bring it back. I just don't find that I am as prompted to go and scroll into my feed endlessly to actually engage with people. And I don't know if it's just me. It could be just me. Mm. But that's where I'm at. It's not just you. When the platform doesn't reward your content with engagement, we see it as a negative and it's really hard to engage with people because we are like, we're a fraud. I'm a failure. My content is shit. Why is everyone, why Why do I deserve to talk to people on here? Especially from a service-based provider point of view, you get big imposter syndrome. Like I have, I've had two leads sat in my DMs for last week and they sat there all week and I didn't feel good enough to respond to them. Like, not great. Where on the other hand, on TikTok, I'm getting inundated notifications. I'd say it's triple the amount of engagement that I'm getting on Instagram and I'm like I'm doing something right of course I can talk to people I feel great but when when we don't get the well done like pat pat from Instagram within in notifications it can bring out the imposter syndrome in us which makes it really tricky to engage what you need to do at this point is so what I'm doing personally is I've said I let go (laughs) of uh, vanity metrics and I let go of that because I know we're on the roller coaster journey right now I'm doubling down on my dming I'm doubling down on my engaging on the app and that is my one focus for Instagram right now I've got a two-step strategy direct people to my email list and focus on engagement content will keep going out as it's going because I know from past experience what works and what doesn't work for me but the two main things I'm focusing on is diverting traffic and talking to my community who is already, who's proven to be engaged with my content, but they just, uh, Instagram's being a dick right now. <laughs> we don't hate you. We don't hate you, Instagram. Please, Adam, don't, don't send us nasty messages. We still love you, but you need, to, you need to meet us halfway. That's how it works. And I, and I agree with you. And I think it's a great reminder of, understanding you know how can you find the things or the goals that really help you progress in the way that you want to like I cannot stress enough how many conversations 
And at the time of recording, we're about to start our next cohort. So I haven't had the conversations yet with the students, but I'm sure I will, because when we get to the social media chats, it always happens when we get to those lessons. It's always like, which metrics should I focus on? And it's always a conversation mm-hmm. of, well, do you know what vanity metrics are? And people are kind of looking at you funny, and then they're like, oh, maybe things like followers and I'm like yes why and they still struggle with the understanding because you think well but growth is good and I'm like of course but quality growth quality engagement quality connection is good so is is a great reminder of that as well so thank you for mentioning that I'm going to jump on to one more thing related to this type of feed because again <laughs> just because we're doing like a bit of like taking a leaf and then we take this inspiration twitter was like come on guys I, I, I need to keep up. So in December, they've been testing, I'm not kidding, our TikTok-like explore feed, just exactly like we've seen it on Instagram, just exactly like we've seen it everywhere else. So it, it it's kind of a bit confusing if you see the screenshots from some of the articles because the trends and the explore feed, so it's only going to be for the explore feed and it's going to be very image and video focused. And I just said that to me, Twitter is nice because it's more word focused. So I don't know where it's going to go. I think it's more going to be like um, a consumption sort of feed as a tab. This is how they're going to like market it, market it and as a way for people to actually let, look at that in a more engaged way. I really hope that Twitter doesn't do another like 180 and decides to go away from what he's doing. Obviously, we don't know because Elon just came about. Lots of feelings about that. Positive or negative, we're not going to know until we know what he's doing. But I was talking again to Becca. I genuinely personally really like Twitter because it feels like more of a nice space, whereas it had a bit of a rap in the past. But I just don't want it to try and copy somebody else by doing something that I don't think it would work for the platform. So I really hope it doesn't go for TikTok. That's what I'm saying. I think leave TikTok to TikTok. That's my <laughs> that's my little... And I know that if something works, you want to emulate it. But part of me is like, why do you have to do that? It's insane. It's there's copying what Instagram did. So Instagram released Reels and it had its own Reels tab. And then after a while, they included it in the main scroll. Now Twitter has got a explore tab with video content in the same theme. And eventually, if if they find that it's getting the same results as Instagram found, 20% more people use Reels and they do the scroll, then they're probably going to integrate it into the main feed. I don't, I don't do Twitter. I'm going to tell you that I hate it. Like, I don't hate it. I'm just, I'm really dyslexic. And so the format for me, the words just jumble around everywhere. I do use the advanced search feature on Twitter to find what people are looking for and like to get really nice tweets and to use it in other people's content. And with consent, of course, I love that feature on Twitter. But I mean, everything, short form bite-sized video content is amazing. But TikTok is TikTok. And Instagram is Instagram and Twitter is Twitter. Like, I feel like they're all going to merge into this one oversaturated, really confusing block of everybody just doing video. And then then we might get a surge of a like a low. So have you heard of the app Be Real? It's brand new and it's been made. You can only use the app at a certain point. You get a notification and you have to take a picture of what you're doing. It uses your front camera and your back camera and it posts it. And then the window is closed. Everybody can only upload at a certain time. And people are people are joining the app because of it's got strong boundaries and it's completely different. It's a photo sharing app and it knows what it's doing. And you can't do anything else on it. Just like the dating app Thursday. 
is only open on Thursdays. There's been a trend in this lo-fi social media networking style. So I think that is going to be the response from other apps that might come out that are very like, we do one thing and we do it really well compared to all the oldies that are like, fuck, TikTok's doing great. (laughs) How can we get more short based videos in here? And then there's somebody there, like there's an engineer just crying themselves to sleep. He's like, please stop. We don't need this right now. Um, I actually saw, be real, I didn't like look into it too much, but I saw it floating about. I love the idea of Thursday just because I love that concept. Um, again, I wasn't, I, I was way before Hinge, so I, I never was on Hinge. Even And that also sounded interesting in its own way. But uh, another example of an app that actually, just going back to what you said about doing one thing well, they actually did it quite well, but my only, we talked about it a lot, by the way, if you are if you are a current listener, I want to talk about Clubhouse because he had his merits in a lot of ways. One of his culprits is then then things were not working as well, which is literally because the app was so perfect for the pandemic time. But also because, again, as you said, the time boundary was the opposite. You had to actually spend a lot of time listening in real time. And the invitation element as well started to becoming a bit of a gateway instead of exclusivity. At some point, it started to run out its flashiness. Sadly, then they tried to add more features that were not necessarily the one thing that they were doing. So again, I think with apps like this can go two ways. If you can stay strong and you find something that people use consistently that has that one thing and it stands the test of time, that it definitely has potential. Clubhouse is a good example, in my opinion, is a great example of kind of starting really well, but then again, trying to somehow fix issues that were not there. And they added, started adding things that people don't really need. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what comes up and how other things evolve. Again, hopefully not everybody going into video. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong, because I love video. Don't get me wrong. I think it's great, but it's almost like there's different things that you can do, as you say, when you use the different platforms. And I want to make sure that, for example, if for you, Twitter is not the right place for a lot of reasons, then it's fine. There are the people that prefer that type of format. If you're like, if I'm a person that just wants to write, let's say, where the hell am I going to go if everything is going to have the same formats? Or if I want to take pictures, where the hell am I going to go? If there's no place for me to share them. So as you say, finding these platforms that are simple, straightforward, is going to be the solution. And I think that's where, as you say, we'll see a lot of changes as well. I'm going to end in a positive note. Just because we've been, again, there was a lot of cynical hats, which I love, controversial hats. It was it was flying by, which I love. But I'm going to get a bit of, of a nice little thing that happened on LinkedIn that made me really happy. Um, there's a couple of new jobs, you can call them, that you can actually, because they are in a way, that you can actually now add to your LinkedIn profile, which I think is really, really nice, because obviously before that wasn't possible. So the new roles are stay-at-home mum, stay-at-home dad, uh, and stay-at-home parent, which I think is really nice as LinkedIn started to first normalise uh, people showing that they had a career break. When I remember when I went to LinkedIn in the year 1800, um, you actually were desperate. <laughs> you were <laughs> trying not to laugh. I appreciate it. You're really trying to make sure that every single year in your career had something. It, it was insane. You were like, because it became a bit like your CV. So you were like, make sure that it looks like you're busy all the time. Now, thankfully, because things have changed again, that was one nice step, like the career break element. And then I love the fact that you can actually pronounce your name and actually put a little audio, which is really helpful when you have a weird Italian surname. 
um, all of these little things, the pronouns, you know, all of these little touches are really nice because people are starting to recognize, I think, from a professional perspective, how they want to be seen instead of just kind of brushing off the profile as something that doesn't matter. And so this is another little, little but big step, which I think is going to make a big difference for people that are in that stage in their life. And that's where they want to be right now. And they can actually own a bit more on LinkedIn. So that made me happy, basically, in the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you've seen that or if you kind of just came about it, but I thought it was a really nice touch from the platform. I loved it. I loved it. My mum was, she passed in February, but she was a stay-at-home mum for years, for about, I think, she quit her job when my sister was born and I was seven and she had about, when my sister turned 12, she thought it was time to go back into the workforce and she had this 10-year gap on her, not 10, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 5-year gap on her CV and she didn't get a job. She tried, she tried for years. She So my sister's 22 now, she tried for like, I think five seven years to get a job job after job what's this gap what's this gap what's this gap now this she's the a bit older generation she was 60 when she passed so like she was very untech savvy but by linkedin doing this you can show what you're up to and you can show what your passions are and you can show that you've been active as a work from home mom parent or dad and it will give I hope it will give recruiters peace of mind saying, oh, they haven't just been sat on the sofa for five years. They've been active and do it. Even if you're not, the beauty of social media is you can put up stuff and share your mission and, and do stuff all from sat on the, sitting on the couch. So I love that it's here. I wish it came around sooner. Yeah, I agree. And I, I also agree. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how this will change the conversation. Uh, I genuinely saw a post on LinkedIn today, I think, about literally about that and about kind of realizing, I think, with somebody talking about their company. Actually, you know, I can give you the example because I, I want to hear your opinion as well, because I found it very interesting and it also not a bit sad, but you know, it really makes you realize how the, the, the recruiting world used to work. Um, long story short, in this LinkedIn post, this guy was talking about somebody they hired. Um, uh, a lady, I don't remember what she was, she's doing for the company, but they hired her. And then after she got hired, uh, she mentioned that she was pregnant. And the reason why, and then they talked, like, obviously she discussed that. And she also explained that the reason why she didn't want to say it beforehand is because she was afraid that, you know, she would be rejected and she wouldn't be, um, you know, and they would be tainting and the, the perception that they had about her and obviously her chances to actually get the job. And then it talked about how she went on, she she worked and then she went to maternity leave and now she's still working for the company and she helped them in all these things and she's been working from home as 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 she has and the child and things like that. But it was explaining how, looking backwards, you realised actually how sad it was that she didn't feel safe saying, hi, I want this job, I'm qualified, I love, I'm passionate about this, I've got everything you need. I'm also pregnant, so I just wanted to know that this is going to be a part of my life and for a certain amount of time I will have to juggle different things. But she was afraid that this would injure her ability to actually get the job. And things, as you say, are changing. I wish it were sooner, but that story stuck with me because then I saw this piece of news and I was like, you know, this is such a big achievement in people's lives and we should actually celebrate and not have to hide it. 100%. I love that. I love that. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> we've got love, we've got hate, 
is almost like a Shakespearean play just for you today. Uh, it's been emotions, there have been hats, there's been singing. Wow, I mean, what an episode. Well, Jess, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope we didn't scare thank you, you off. Thank you for having me. No, I hope I wasn't being too cynical. I love social media. <laughs> my clients make so much money by implementing my strategies and I have a whole business based off of it. It's totally doable. I hope I wasn't being too negative, but just how it is at the moment. <laughs> no, we're keeping it real. And that's very important because if a lot of the time when we're feeling a bit deflated or when we know where we're going, we thought, oh, it's just me. You know, things are not working. Things are not moving. It's just me. And having those conversations with people and be like, no, I am having the same problem actually can help us because it puts us back in perspective. So hearing it from us, dear listener, if you've been struggling a bit, it's all fine. Uh, remember that, you know, the database, the content, the contacts that you own that are yours are really powerful. That's your inner community. Cherish that. And then just try to follow along with a mad social media world. And hopefully we can make you crack a laugh in between here and that. That's kind of what we want to do. Now, as always, if you want to find out more about us, I shall say, go to All Mark School on Twitter, All Marketing School on Instagram. Check us out, altmarketingschool.com slash learn to find out when our next cohort is going to happen, which is autumn, because we're just doing the spring one now. Now, Jess, if people want to find out more about you, let's remind them where they should go. You can go on my website, which is jessicabruno.co.uk, or you can follow my my TikTok, which is jess underscore bruno. And from there, you can find my Instagram, which is my full birth name, jessica.sophia.bruno. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.